All right. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to Motivate You, the podcast designed around you, the financial advisor, entrepreneur, business owner, extraordinaire. A little bit of everything, all applies. All in one place, melting pot of ideas. Yeah, it's like Florida, where we are. We are the melting pot. Kind of now. I mean, it used to be New York. Now New York's moving to Florida. Yeah, now we eat well. We've had little New York for a while, but that's all right. It's all changing. Good to have you all with us. Thanks so much for jumping in. Hoping 2021 is going well. We are almost at the end. The first quarter. Can you believe it? No, no. I was writing the date today, and it just felt weird writing March still. Daylight Savings is this weekend, which I'm excited about. Is it about. really already? It is. Yeah. I think it's uh, Sunday. So, so the spring forward. Fall back, spring forward. Yes. So I we can, get a I little extra daytime in the evening. Does that make sense? Do we lose sleep this weekend, though? Fall back, spring forward. So we move forward an hour. So we lose sleep. We do. But I do like when it stays lighter, longer. I love it. Gosh, I love it. I just feel so much more productive. I get home. I want to be outside doing something. Plus here in Florida, right when you actually have that longer day, it turns into summer and you don't necessarily want to be outside. So it's nice to be able to do that in the evening, cool off a little bit. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. Plus in that way, you don't feel like work is demanding too much of your life. You actually have some sunlight after they could spend some time with the family do the fun things speaking of being busy man we just got back from orlando we were up there doing an event uh where we were talking about the eight elements of financial control the four Mm -hmm. c's the different ways that uh, motivate can help different advisors and man what an incredible response yeah it was great that was insane Mm -hmm. we we had just you know triple digits numbers of people signed up we actually had to turn people away we sold out um but the people that came were great but you know there are so many consistent things that we saw from the people that were there besides mm-hmm. the fact they're awesome and they're cool people, but business things, business right. issues that we see mistakes or maybe things that could be tweaked that could really take the normal business owner to that next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them were things, I don't know that if we necessarily take for granted or we've been doing them for a while. So they just kind of seem second nature to us where we run into a lot of those individuals that maybe they, when we talk about this, that they were captive at some point and mm-hmm. they decided to go on their own. And not only are they not captive now, but they are an entrepreneur. They, they business are a owner. business owner and that's a completely different game. You can be an amazing financial mm-hmm. advisor and not know diddly about being a business owner and you're not going to have success unless you're able to marry those two. Yeah. And finding out that there's, there's some mistakes that you can overcome very easily and some pretty simplistic things that go into it are very important. You know, when you look at it from being a business owner, you got to realize that there's a bunch of C-level executives that normally you are everyone. Right. And so what I'd recommend is we kind of dive through some different lists. I want to kind of go through a list of 10 mistakes that we see people making and discussing a little bit because I've made these mistakes. So you, you know, there's there, you know, you've been with me for, you know, seven years or so now working with me, you lucky thing. You are so lucky. (laughs) If, if no one is uh, watching the video, I made a very pleasant face. Yeah. She she (laughs) feels very lucky. No, but you've been with me about seven years, but I've been doing this and been down here in Florida now since 2006. Yeah. And you know, I've made some of these mistakes and what I'm trying to do and what I think the, what the goal of the podcast today is to basically help people, speed up that learning curve, not make those mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of important. So some of these we've already discussed in the past, Yep. but I'd like to go through them again if if we can, as far as the 10 biggest mistakes that we see business owners make, what's your, what do you think number one is? If you were to take a guess, number one mistake business owners make. 
I, well, and I would say not knowing your numbers. Actually, you nailed it. That's the first one on oh. this list. Ten and that can mean a lot of different things, but I think, you know, it breaks down. But yes, not necessarily knowing your numbers. What what do you have to keep? What do you have to budget with? What do you have to pay? What do you have to pay yourself? You know, there's so many that go into it. Well, the numbers are that they, they don't lie. So, yeah. you know, one thing we've been talking about is that when you're a business owner, two plus two will always equal four. It always does. And there's no emotion in that. But mm -hmm. that emotion from the numbers, what, what they show you, that can allow you to drive to make some different decisions. You have to know those numbers, though, so that you can uh, have clarity mm -hmm. for your overall business and have it where you can make good business decisions, not just short term, but also long term. And I know in our business, with the fact that there's such a heavy emphasis on marketing, it's it's knowing those numbers as well, not necessarily just your just your outflow, outflow. cash wise, but right. What is the ROI? What is the, you know, return on investment for each individual campaign, knowing that different campaigns have different things. And mm -hmm. I remember the first time that we, we showed this to a group of advisors, when we showed one of our worksheets to talk about the numbers, they were shocked. None of them really knew it. No. And the acquisition costs for that client. And then even knowing, does that high net worth individual have a higher acquisition cost or does it not? You know, I think a lot of people go into business assuming something. And if they don't have the numbers, again, the numbers don't lie. You know, you're kind of projecting on hope or a guess rather than actually tracking these following them. And like you said, when you know that you can help steer the ship and make good decisions off of it. Well, you need to know these numbers because it's going to, like you said, it's going to make you better, mm -hmm. but it also is going to be something that's different and in, in, in particular for each individual. Like we have advisors that we work with in Texas and, you know, Kansas and Florida and Minnesota, and they may all have different demographics or different things that work versus things yeah. that don't. And of so course. if you're going to run a business, if you're copying every other model, which is one of the problems, but I just give a little heavy. If you're copying the wrong model for what your business is looking to do, you could run into some serious issues. Yeah. Right? So, and I don't know if it breaks it down on the list. What, so when we say our numbers, obviously we discussed marketing costs, mm -hmm. what other numbers are imperative for a business owner to pay attention to, to track? Well, that would go along with number, the, the second one. God, I'm good at leading in. Kind of. Yeah. That one you actually <laughs> did pretty damn well. I'm not going to lie. What do you think is number two? Since you're so good. Oh, well, it has something to do with knowing your numbers, budgets. Well, but also knowing how to invest in the company, the right employees, people. Uh, yes. All right. I'd get there eventually. So, you know, that's one thing that we look at. We see a lot of solopreneurs mm -hmm. that we affectionately call solopreneurs versus entrepreneurs, people that want to do this on their own, that have a really difficult time making that first step. Right. To hire someone. It's a tough, tough gig. Yeah, it's scary. It's not easy. You're putting a lot of trust into everybody, but you have to look at this as an investment, not a liability. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest mistakes I see people doing is they say, well, I can't afford that employee because they're a cost. Rather than looking at them as, a, as an investment, as a value add to your business, not just to your personal life, but also to how your clients see you. Right. If you look at it, you can actually break down what the return on that investment could be and knowing that you have to have the right people in there because if they do it right, you could see an incredible, incredible ROI mm -hmm. from having the right employee, right team member 
that's partnering with you. Yeah. And one of my gals in uh, Wisconsin, uh, she's a solo entrepreneur and she just hired a virtual assistant. She's starting yep. out uh, part-time. So I was doing a webinar with her yesterday and she's taking over a lot of her marketing. So she's using Automate, which is the CRM, you know, that our advisors use that puts out those different automations and marketing campaigns. She's doing the phone calls, following up with the clients. She's doing her newsletters, all of these things that the advisor knows is necessary and was doing, but are completely out of her wheelhouse. And she's so excited because she said, I get to plan and meet with my clients and do the stuff that I need to do for my clients. And she still is doing this. Yeah. And it's not a huge cost, but we talked about how much is this going to cost? You can't afford it in your budget, but also how many clients does it take to make up for that? And it was one. One good annuity life insurance AUM client made up for that part-time employee. And then obviously if it works, she'll move her to full-time. Well, and that's where, you know, Sir Richard Branson said once, train people well enough so that they can leave, but treat them well enough so they don't want to. Mm -hmm. So you, you want to be able to empower these folks. And if, you, if you're lucky enough to get the right one the first time, because not all the time <laughs> do, do we get that lucky. Right. But if you get that right one the first time, do whatever you can do to hold on to them. It's going to make everything much more efficient. It's going to make things more effective. Your, your clients are going to feel more comfortable because you're in a stable environment. Mm -hmm. Those are really, really important things. Making sure that you invest in the right people is important. One other thing, though, is that includes you. Yeah. So if you're an advisor out there and you're trying to become the best of something, king of IRAs or the king of life insurance or the queen of long-term care or whatever you want to do. You want to be the creme de la creme. You want to be the top of it. You might want to invest in your own education. Mm -hmm. You might want to invest in the, in taking time to become the actual authority in that area. So investing is not always just hiring other people. They can also make you and your business more effective because you put money back into yourself. Mm -hmm. Investing your time wisely. That kind of falls into both of them. Which comes into number three. Um, most people are undercapitalizing their business, especially entrepreneurs. So what okay. I mean by that is uh, it takes money to make money. You've heard that expression sure, before. Of course. So when it comes to a small business, that's oftentimes going to be true. And it's scary for people, right? So they mm -hmm. do the wave. We talk about the wave marketing. All the time. Um, they, they underestimate, small business owners underestimate the amount of working capital that they're going to need to start their business, to operate their business for a period of time where things may take some time to, mm -hmm. to what's the sales Sustain cycle? It and, and then what about expansion? How do you do, how do you go about that? And really it comes down to, if I asked you this question, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor listening right now, what do you, what do you want your numbers to be in five years? Do you know those numbers? Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you got to sit down and talk about them because that's how you expand your business. That's right. how you get there. That's how you look at it and say, okay, I'm going to work backwards, reverse engineer. Yeah, you know how you're going to get there. How do you get to these numbers? And obviously it goes in the conversation. What is that going to cost you? Well, and that's when we talk about the four C's, this is what builds up your consistency as well. Mm -hmm. When you don't capitalize your business, when you don't have enough money set aside. Okay. So if you make $10,000, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit, but if you make $10,000, how much of that is the, is the business owners? Is it all not, 10 not grand? Not all of it. Hey guys, I know you already know this, but not all of it is your money. I hate to bust your bubble if you're putting it all in your pocket. And I don't know if everyone knows that. No, <laughs> yeah, for real. If you maybe. have a $10,000 commission, you need to realize that some of that $10,000 commission is owed to different things, right? Yes, you will get some of that. Mm -hmm. And yes, some of your fixed costs eventually don't have to be pulled off that first and, you know, that the later, the third or fourth or fifth $10,000 check that you get that month. But there's certain things that need to be paid. And one of them is making sure that your business is running 
fully capitalized, has mm -hmm. a good cash flow, and that you can keep your marketing going. Right. Yeah. And it's, and we're talking outside of bills. Obviously, everybody mm -hmm. knows that you need to set your money aside to pay your bills, pay your rent, pay your utilities, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. We're talking about after that, you still need to pay other compartments. So I remember people used to do the yeah. envelope budget. You know, you get your paycheck <laughs> and you put the old, the what, old school. Yeah, you put whatever. So I mean, it's still the exact same philosophy. You need to have your envelopes that are going back into the business and you need to pay those envelopes. And you need to make a one special payment at least one time per year, if and not several times per year, depending upon what type of situation you're in. And if you forget to pay them, this one does not forgive you. No. And that one and is the dreaded IRS. Yes. One of the people that you need to pay. So I just mentioned, if you're going to get $10,000 check, realize that not all 10,000 is yours. Some of that $10,000 goes to the IRS. And if you don't, they're going to come after you. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this with advisors across the country more often than I ever want to. I mean, I've seen this nonstop where people end up in a situation where they're behind in taxes because they built a lifestyle based upon that $10,000 fully being theirs. Right. Rather than understand that of the $10,000 commission check, X number of dollars is theirs. X number of dollars goes to marketing and overhead expenses and X number of dollars goes to the IRS. Yeah. And it's a scary thing at the end of the year, when you look at that tax bill and you haven't set aside the funds for that. Yep. And hopefully you have it, but otherwise you're scrambling, where am I going to make this payment? Yeah. From? And that's where people end up in trouble. That's where mm -hmm. it gets difficult to even bring your business to the next level because it can be difficult to get your securities license. If you have tax liens, right. it can be difficult to maintain your securities license. If you get tax, even liens. on the insurance side, if it's something that needs to be disclosed, do your, do your Clients go online, look you up and see that you're not paying your taxes on time and right. feel comfortable giving you their million dollars. Mm -hmm. So these are all things that you, you don't forget about that. Keep that front of mind. That's the one person you cannot you get avoid. out of. You can't avoid it. Yeah. You can't avoid it. You know, and that's one of the biggest mistakes I also see. Be where you are, not necessarily where you want to be. When mm -hmm. it comes to your budget, be where you are mm -hmm. because- Oftentimes people mistake how long it's going to take to really make a profit from their business, right? A real life profit. Okay. So this is part of the reason why we talk about knowing your numbers, right? Is, is depending upon where you want to be in two and three years, you know, it may be a situation where a larger percentage goes into the kitty initially savings it. Yeah. To build up a, a reserve, to build up all these different things. It may not be that you buy a Lamborghini your first year in the industry. Bummer. I know. I'm a total buzzkill. All right. I myself drove a very, we'll call it modest car. Wasn't it a, uh, oh, wait, I'm blanking. I know what it was. It was a, a very, Prius. it was a it was Toyota a Prius. Prius. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, they're economical. Hey, I drove an hour each way to work every day and I got sense. 50 miles a gallon back off. <laughs> But it was a very modest car. It wasn't a Lamborghini. It wasn't a Ferrari. It wasn't, you know, and, and part of that was when clients asked me about it, I said, look, I'm a financial advisor. I believe in making sure that I have profit first and I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm paying $4 a gallon for gas to drive an hour each mm -hmm. way. Plus a huge car payment. If you really, you know, four wheels get you to the same place. Yeah. So, so it was a situation though, where I allowed my business to develop into a profit center before I went out and did some of the things. And even now I still don't, I still don't have to go out and showboat and all these things. I, I, my, my life speaks for itself. So I'm not too worried about that. Yep. This one, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about, because you see this with me and um, I think it's pretty standard practice for a lot of entrepreneurs, What you got lack of patience. 
Oh, so you turned that over to me. That was probably a smart thing. Was it? Was <laughs> well, it? considering who has more patience in this conversation. Yeah, but I don't know what you're going to say. So that doesn't make you nervous. A little bit. Oh, um, but I'm not patient. Would you agree no, as a business yes, owner? Yes, you're, 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 um, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I'm just waiting for waiting for more to happen. I'm gonna, no, and I mean patience can patience can mean so many different things. So a lot of times we think of patience just in an instant, you know, not blurting something out, thinking about something. But you also have patience, and you kind of mentioned it to help your business develop as well. Not everything is going to happen overnight, and if it doesn't, that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Sometimes it takes a little bit more planning. Sometimes it takes a little more work. And then there's this crazy thing in life that most everything never goes the way that you plan. I always kind of joke when I, when I, you know, have a plan to myself, I feel that God sometimes looks at me and laughs. There's that saying, is every it, time you think you have a plan, God laughs. God laughs. Well, that's probably where I got it from. Yeah. And, and this isn't a bad thing. It's not, you know, God is angry with me or anything like that. Knock on wood. Um, but it's just, we have a plan. You have something in your brain, the way that you want it to go. And more than likely it doesn't go perfect. Sure. And that's okay because maybe we're in the long run better for it. And if not, do we learn something from it? So again, we can be better. So patience doesn't have to just be on a daily basis. One of my old bosses used to always say, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. Sure. And I think, you know, that's part of the, one of the biggest mistakes and issues that we have in our industry. F FMO RA specific financial advising investment world specifically. Yeah. Is that we, you look around and all the other quote unquote competitors, I guess, of motivate are going to go preaching about how you can turn these things around in a matter of a week, two weeks, you know, whatever it's going to be. If you really want to run a business, it does take time. But then what's so cool about it is if you set it up properly and you have the patience and you set up the systems and you have all these things running you're not going to be always scrambling for the next big thing. Yeah. And you don't feel like you're leading from behind constantly either when something doesn't happen exactly how it's supposed to. Right. Which comes in the next one, which I think is really important. And that's the lack of a team. Mm -hmm. Part of what has made our friendship great. And more part of what's made our organization strong is the fact that we can have these type of conversations. So mm -hmm. I can come in. It's not uncommon for me to come in on a Monday morning with six, 700 different ideas of what we can do to take motivated advisors and your practices to the next level, what we can do to take my own personal practice to the next level, what we can do to make things better for everybody, how we can redesign the office, we can do everything. <laughs> and it's usually pretty much every Monday morning, I come in and I have the way to change the world. And then it's usually by about noon that Cassie has told me no, a good six or 700 times. And we find maybe a couple good solutions in there mm -hmm. that can really help us do the things we want to do. It's important to surround yourself with a team that's going to shoot straight with you. It's important to surround yourself with a team that has your best interest in mind as long as, you know, along with you and sees eye to eye, what you're looking to accomplish, mm -hmm. but it's also realistic with the time frame it's going to take to get right. there, to do all these different things and to really basically um, complement your, yeah. your, maybe some of your, Lackings. Or, I mean, everyone has yeah, strong suits. Lackings. Everyone has, you know, stuff that they're not so great at. So when you have a team that balances each other out, that's amazing. Well, um, I think one thing that you do great for our advisors and that I hope that motivate in general would be, you know, something that people would say is 
we help them do that as well. I mean, we have advisors mm-hmm. that call us all the time that say, Hey, should I do this? Or should I do yeah, that? Or, of course. Hey, Cassie. I mean, we had a gentleman from Texas. Should I do a radio show? It's going to cost me 15 grand a month. And, you know, and you're sitting back saying, okay, well, let's, let's take a deep breath. Cause, cause he's ready to go. He's, you know, he's just waiting to sign the piece of paper. Yeah. That's good. The contract. And you're able to say, you know, wait a minute, what are the, what's the audience like? What's the demographic? What's this, what's that. Mm-hmm. And so to surround yourself with people who have kind of been there, yeah. it's not their first rodeo. You know, I've done radio, we're doing podcasts, we're doing, you know, we do everything that we can possibly do as far as video. I mean, we do all these different things. So we know what's working. We know what's not. We know the mistakes that we've made. And hopefully by surrounding yourself with the right team, you're able to speed up that learning curve. Yeah. And you also have to find people that fit your culture as well. So they have to be on the same path. They have to believe in the journey that you're on the goals of the company and then share that culture that you want to. I mean, sometimes I always say, you know, when we're hiring someone new, I can look at a resume and they can answer all my questions. Perfect. But the one thing I don't have a question or an answer for or a test for is their work ethic and their culture. Are they going to come in and have that same mindset? Do they want to grind? Are they going to work hard? Are they going to be excited when something is good or do they clock in and clock out? And that's the end of the day, which is fine if that's what you're looking for. So I guess know what you're looking for and make sure it fits your desires, your culture, your goals. So I'm in the process of hiring right now from my own personal retail side. And, and, you know, one thing that I've realized over the last few weeks is how little I actually know about that, that portion of my business and why it's so important to have a team like motivate that can bring that next person in and train them to sure. support me. So when I come back from spring break, boom, I'm back in the mix where everything's going well, we're, we're excited. Life is working out really mm-hmm. well. So when you're, when you're looking at the team aspect, there's a lot of different components that come from the team aspect. And the biggest one, I would say accountability. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you and I were talking over lunch today about one of our advisors who gave you a list of things that they're going to do starting in January. And now your last phone call was, okay, where are we at? Let's be, let's going to hold you accountable. It's because the, the, the truth is you have either results or excuses. You can't have both, mm-hmm. right? You can either have results or excuses. So part of our job that we take very seriously is the accountability aspect, not to bust anyone's chops, but to truly help people be accountable and know what type of things that they can do to become the business they want to become. Yeah, be better. Yeah. And when, when we talk about a team, it doesn't necessarily have to be just within your office. Mm-hmm. There's lots of teams that you can be involved with. Well, motivates you know, one Obviously. Of them. Yeah. Your FMO, your RA, are they a team behind you? Are they helping you? Is everyone driving to the same goal? But have they done it too? Yeah. Have they been there? Have they done it? Are you working with someone who's actually been there and done it or is currently still doing it? Or are they someone who's kind of talking with no, with no real experience? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's a big, important one. Uh, poor cash flow management. I think we already discussed that pretty yeah, significantly, numbers, but man, you sure. need to poor cash flow management. We see it with wave marketing all the time mm-hmm. where people are making money and then they, they make the money and they pay off all their debt because they were in hole for the last three months. And then they put a little bit towards marketing, but at the marketing takes four to six weeks to turn up. Yeah. Or if it doesn't work perfect that much, that month either. Blah, 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 blah. Last but not least working with a system that suits you that you can utilize to take your business to the next place. If you look at, and I'll just use a factory for an example. Okay. To get expected results, you have to do expected things. Mm-hmm. You do not have a situation where if everyone keeps changing the process, as you continue to go, that you're going to get the same looking result from that Or factory. you're winging it each time too. That's it. You have to have a system that works. If you are the type of person that can follow a system, and that can run with it and do a great job with it, 
jump on something with us yeah. because we can help you with that. Maybe you don't want to design it, but you can follow it. There are others of you out there that say you can do that, but the ego can get in the way. Mm -hmm. One thing I'm going to tell you is all of us have to have some sort of ego, some sort of confidence to be in this business. I get it. Yeah. Totally understand. Totally appreciate it. But I will never allow my ego to get in the way of me becoming more and more successful for myself, my company, my family, and my business family. Yeah, to be better. Too. Nothing's going to hold me back from that. You got to take that ego, set it aside and say, look, you've done a good job. You've served me, as my friend Dave says, but it's time for you to take a back seat. Mm -hmm. It's time for me to grow my business. And if you can take those 10 things and look at that, and if any of those things hit between, you know, between the eyes, it's important to look at and say, well, I need to fix that. Yeah. Now, do you attack all 10 one day? No. no. And that's what I was going to say. I don't think, you know, again, patience, some of them might, might take time, but these are not crazy things that are very hard to do. Implementing, having a process, having a system, finding the right people, all of those are tasks and they do take time, but is, you know, break them down, find mm -hmm. what are your top three? We always, we always like to start with top three things top three issues, top three marketing initiatives, whatever the case may be. So if any, any of these did ring a bell, pull your top three and start working on them. Once you have one and two dialed in, add another one on, then add another one on. Because in a year from now, when all of these things have been completed, you're going to be in such a better place, a better mindset, hopefully better in your pocket too, um, which in turn makes you a better advisor for your clients and a better business owner. No. Good timing. <laughs> Speaking of top three, though, what's the top three ways they can get a hold of you if they need some help with deciding what their top three is? Sure. So you guys can always give me a call, 772-247-4488. Hit us up on our website, motivatedadvisors.com. Or you can email me, Cassie, C-A-S-S-I-E, at motivateadvisors.com. Or motivateinvestments.com as well. Motivateinvestments.com. Make sure you check info. it out. But make sure you get in touch with us, folks. We'd love to be able to help you. There's so many great things that you're doing to help people. Make sure you go up there and actually start helping yourself yeah, as well. Love yourself. That's important. Love we all need to love ourselves. Love. Wow. Love. love. Lots of love going on here at the end. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll be talking to you next week. As always, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be talking to you soon. Thanks Mike, Terry, Cassie, out of fair. We are out. Take Have care. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thank you.